morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another installment of Morning Reload. From high above, all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the program. I've returned from Wyoming's nether regions, and I'm happy to report that all things in the Wyoming Republican Party are as they should be. It was never really a question, at least in my mind, that conservatives would retain control of the Wyoming Republican Party. But as you'll recall, that didn't stop the Redcoats from attempting to take it over. And the more I think about it, it was a little astonishing that the Redcoats thought that they could even take over the party. I mean, of course, they were going to try. They always do. But that they thought that they actually had a chance was a little surprising to me. They did take over some counties. I mean, that much is undeniable, but it was nowhere near the amount necessary to take over control of the entire state. By my count, seven counties went to the Redcoats. But I thought that they would peel off a vote here or there, but it would just wouldn't be enough to exceed the 38-vote threshold to take control of the party. In the end, conservatives have a 49-25 to 25 vote majority. As is often the case, though, at these state central committee meetings, what happens on the sidelines is just as interesting as what happens at the podium. As you might imagine, the crowd size at these things is directly proportional to the amount of media attention the event has received. The last time that I saw a crowd of this size was when we were in Douglas deciding on who were going to be the candidates for state superintendent of public instruction. If I had been thinking about it ahead of time, I would have counted how many articles had been published proclaiming how incredible Frank Moore's potential election to the state GOP chairmanship is. The enormity of his vast experience, his steady-handed approach to politics, and who could forget his absolutely compelling message of togetherness and unity? I mean, really, who would have any other choice except to vote for this guy? Yes, I think it's apparent there's some division. What caused it? I'm not too worried about that. What I'm worried about is bringing us back together. We need to work together. We need to work together. Our problem is much bigger than those of us in this room. Our problem is coming from Washington, D.C., and it's significant. We need to work together. I often bring a leadership style that will be non-confrontational, will be persuasive, and will give everybody a voice. Together, unity, why don't we just throw in compromise and civility while we're at it? While I have no doubt that Frank Moore really believes that he could bring everybody together and that we could all work as one big harmonious group, they're just meaningless platitudes. It's the same exact thing that we hear from every other middle-of-the-road establishment Republican candidate. It doesn't mean anything. And the biggest thing that I heard prior to the election is that is the only thing that Frank Moore would say, that he was going to bring everybody together. Honestly, I found it a little bit insulting. There are some very smart people in the Wyoming Republican Party, and they're not going to be persuaded by just repeating the same word over and over. They're principled conservatives, 
not mindless robots. There's a reason why there's a division in the Republican Party. And it's not just because we don't want to play nice together. It's because we have two very different ideological views on the world. There's one side that thinks that we should stop spending other people's money and stop taking away people's liberty. There's another side that thinks that Wyoming should become the largest socialist state that this nation has ever seen. Those are two very different views on the world. And if you don't take a side either way, the members of the Wyoming Republican Party State Central Committee will see right through you. And that is exactly what happened on Saturday in Jackson. Anyhow, the only people who were really surprised by the outcome of Saturday's election was the media and the Redcoats who showed up to watch the festivities. There are only two times that they're really interested in state GOP politics. The first is if they think that there's a chance that they can bash the state Republican Party, and the second is that they think they might actually have a chance of taking control. Neither one of those were going to happen on Saturday. I'll give you some of the details here in just a second, but first, a completely outrageous profit timeout. This installment of Morning Reload is brought to you by the Buffalo Wool Company. They're the purveyors of the most amazing socks that you'll ever put on your feet. In fact, I'm wearing some right now. A lot of people don't think that you can wear wool in the summertime, but I'm telling you, my friends, these socks will keep your feet cool and dry even on the warmest of days. So go to thebuffalowoolco.com and get you a pair. This program is also brought to you by Morton Buildings. They are one of the nation's leading manufacturers of metal structures. So if you've been thinking about putting a structure on your property, then you should really call Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings, 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. And now, on with this morning's update. Now, as you'll recall, the lead-up to Saturday's election Every media source in the state of Wyoming took turns bashing on Chairman Ethorn and extolling the virtues of his challenger, Frank Moore. Except for cowboy state politics, of course. I tried to find out every piece of information I could about Mr. Frank Moore. I didn't find very much. That, in and of itself, was fascinating. Just about everybody has a digital footprint, except for Mr. Frank Moore. And perhaps that's the reason why the Redcoats chose him because there really wasn't any opposition research that could be done ahead of Saturday's election. And he didn't put out any information either, except, of course, that he was going to bring the party together, whatever that means. And the biggest miscalculation they made is our conviction to principle. You see, everybody knows and completely understands what Frank Ethorn's principles are. Oh, I know that he has a past, and the media has gone to great lengths to expose it. But all you really have to do is spend 10 minutes with Frank Ethorn, and you'll understand exactly what his principles are. And he's proven them. The media discounted the loyalty that the state Republican Party has towards Chairman Ethorn. They thought that they could just run a candidate who doesn't have a provable past like Chairman Frank does, and that that would be enough. Oh, and throw in a few platitudes here and there, and that might be enough to push him over the finish line. Not so much, as it turns out. Things started to go downhill for the Redcoats during the vice chairman's election. Here's the results of that. This is for vice chairman. Number of votes cast for 74. The necessary for the election to be 38. David Holland received 49 votes. 
Uh-oh. Here's what I heard after that. Couldn't resist. And then, shortly thereafter, was the chairman's election. Here's the results of that one. For chairman of the Wyoming Republican Party, 74 votes passed. Necessary votes to win would be 38. One candidate had 25 votes. One candidate had 49 votes. Thank you, Taller Committee. The winner is Frankie Thorne, 49 votes. And just because I happen to be stuck on Super Mario Brothers for some inexplicable reason. Actually, though, that's a lot like what the room felt like after Frank Ethorn's election. The room started to empty out. A lot of the Redcoats who were in the audience decided that all of the fun was over and that they should just probably leave. There were even some Democrats waiting there to watch the downfall of Chairman Frank Ethorn. Minority Leader Democrat Mike Yin was there all morning. I wonder why he showed up. Wouldn't be that he, too, supported Frank Moore, would it? But that was the elections. So what about this division in the Wyoming Republican Party? The two counties that have typified it over the last four years is Natrona County and Laramie County. And then, new Laramie County Chairman Taft Love took the stage. Here's what he had to say. Now pay particular attention to what happens after he finishes speaking. Taft Love, Laramie County. Um, thank you very much for recognizing us, Mr. Treasurer. Uh, it's a great honor to be here today in January. I didn't think I would be. Um, I, was, I was asked by Matt Mikewai back in February to look at this position and see if I would do it. And, and Danny Olson also supported me through this process as we, we moved to change leadership and change the thought process and I was for Laramie County. I have a different idea than many people and I, and I listen to both sides. I wasn't involved much in the party prior to this. Um, I went to the fundraisers, I donated money, um, but it was obvious we had some dissension among our ranks and that we needed to pull everybody back together. So my idea has been to listen to both sides and to hear what what our, our people are saying and do the best I can to navigate the waters to put us all back together. And so in doing so, they elected me chairman. Um, Dallas and I were both elected in the same election. We went out and secured some private uh, funding to help pay county shares. And then with part of that donation uh, in our last meeting, our county unanimously, with all included, and including Mrs. Olson, voted to pay the county shares the, the balance remaining. And so, That was the entire applause line, and I wanted you to listen to all of it. Laramie County only owed the state party $6,000. That wouldn't even get you anywhere close to winning a seat down in Cheyenne. It's a pittance in Wyoming politics. The reason why everybody applauded was not that Laramie County gave the state party $6,000. It's that they stopped behaving like a bunch of children and picking up their ball and going home, 
whenever something they disagreed with happened in the state party, that they made a choice to come back and participate. I myself stood up and clapped for them. Though it is unfathomable for the Redcoats and most of the members of the media to even consider the possibility that Republicans value opposition, we do. That's where the best ideas come from. And just because you're not part of the group that controls the party doesn't mean that your opinion is not valued or that you ought not participate. You absolutely should. And that's what conservatives believe. Because maybe next time you'll win the election and the conservatives will be the ones in the minority. My point here is that this division that the media makes so much of really isn't that big at all. It's a difference of opinion for certain. But what Saturday proved is that it is not the state party that is out of step with Wyoming. It is the media and it is the lying redcoat politicians who are out of step with the cowboy state. Welcome back, Laramie County. Now let's get to work. Well, that'll about do it for this installment of Morning Reload. You do not want to forget what's going to happen on Wednesday's episode. Trust me, it'll be worth the wait. But for now, from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics.